Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, the host of this podcast. I'm sitting next to Rochelle Smith. She's the producer of this podcast. And across from us today, Rochelle, a special. It's not Lauren. It's not Lauren Merkel of Merkel Retirement Planning. It's Sean Honkamp. Did I say your last name right? I always want to give it a different like spin every time I say it. It's always a challenge. Both Sean with a C and, and the last name is always a challenge. So I never take it too personal. And and I know I'm great. Great. I'm excited to be with you guys. And, and we know we all love Lauren. He does amazing at everything he touches. But in my mind, no Lauren means no rules. So <laughs> I today, like it. This is retiring today, uncut and unfiltered. So I like it. I like it. It's already starting off fun. Sean is a certified financial financial fiduciary, a retirement income certified professional, and a CPA. And he sits down with families every day and he helps them bring their retirement vision to life. Today's episode is FAQs. So I went to our retirement planners and I said, hey, retirement planners, it's Haley and Lauren and Sean and Anna Marie. And I said, what are some of the most common questions you get? And of course, Rochelle, no shock. They got right back to me with a bunch of really good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That's and great. S- and so we know that if there are questions that they're getting a lot in meetings, they're questions that you have, the, the listener to this podcast. We know that you're you're thinking about retirement too, or maybe you're already retire, retired. These questions are things that are on your mind. So today it's our FAQ episode. But before we get into some of those retirement FAQs, we all have questions that we answer a lot in life. And I was thinking about like my own personal FAQs and guys, all my personal FAQs center around my height. <laughs> yeah, they have since I was about uh, 14 and I hit six, two and a half. Oh, geez. So, <laughs> yeah, they, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, so every question I get, how tall are you? But then the one I get that is just funny for me is, how tall is your husband? Because oh. everybody wants my husband to be taller than me. So when I say oh, about an inch taller than me, you just see them go, phew. <laughs> but one of my girlfriends I played basketball with, she's about two inches taller than me. And her husband is about 5'9". Hey. So I always think about her and I think, what does she say? You know, what? I, I want to be there sometime when someone says, is your husband taller than you? And she goes, no, actually, he's six inches shorter than me. But somehow the relationship works. So <laughs> that's my personal FAQ. Rochelle, what's yours? Um, I get it here at work quite a bit, and it's normally around <laughs> technology. And Rochelle, my screens won't work. Or Rochelle, the internet's out. Rochelle, my computer's slow. Rochelle, the server seems to be down. I get a lot of technology questions. That is the burden of being the tech guru in the office. I guess. I'm so sorry that is a burden you have well, to bear. <laughs> sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's like, okay, you're dongle that goes in the computer that controls your mouse is just inside of your mouse it's it's not missing it's it's okay it's See, okay you've lost a lot of us already by using that fancy dongle, dongle. I'm, I'm so, so sorry that's I'm why so you're sorry. the self-appointed technology resource here it is kind of office. a fun word though all right sean your faq your personal faq yeah m- mine are just i think they're kind of funny because uh you know i you guys are gonna laugh too i there's so many times that growing up on a farm comes up and i'll talk about you know growing up on a dairy farm and the first question well have you ever milked a cow <laughs> Uh, it's not necessarily a, just a repetitive one, but it's just kind of funny. Well, I just said I grew up on a dairy farm. So, so therefore. So yes, I've clearly milked cows. I've milked a cow. And but mel- by hand, though, a lot? Because really, I think of dairy farms as having the technology where the cows walk 
to the the milking machines, whatever they are. But were there times when you'd milk by hand as well? Uh, no, not really. We we were advanced, obviously. Just you know, my but my dad. I grew up on the same farm that my dad grew up on, and he certainly when they, when in his childhood um, they were at that point where they were milking it by hand. But no, we we grew up with a parlor, and even now um, it's advanced too. Where now that there's robotic systems where. The, the robotic system, the milking system is actually doing all the milking. So they're not even touching the cows at all nowadays. Yeah. So wow. have you milked a cow? That's your FAQ. Yeah. And then That's the other one too, growing up, I always say four brothers and I immediately get no sisters. <laughs> I just said I had four, you know, four brothers. So, so yeah, it's just always kind of funny. Five to, boys. I always think about your mother when you said, I think, oh, that woman, that woman is a saint. If she raised you and she raised your brothers, she is a saint. Yeah, we, we were always known as the family had our own starting basketball team, so with five boys. So. so those are our personal FAQs, but we know you want to hear retirement FAQs. So Sean, these are the questions that you and the retirement planners here at Merkel Retirement Planning get a lot. And the number one question is, what is a retirement planner? People, I think, are used to hearing about financial advisors. They're used to hearing about maybe, you know, their CPAs. But now we're, we're kind of using this term retirement planner. What does it mean? And it's a great question to get. Sometimes, you know, we, we get so used to what we do. Everybody knows what they do all day and what their expertise is in their day. So we obviously know what it is. But it's, it's great to get that question because a retirement planner, not everybody knows what, it, what that is. And, and not everybody knows what having a retirement plan means. As you get into your 50s and 60s, you start encountering new questions, new concerns, a lot of new decisions that you're going to have to make at that stage of life. So you haven't thought before about what a relationship with a retirement planner might be and what and, and what exactly a retirement planner does. But that's what our firm, Merkel Retirement Planning, we are a retirement planning firm. So what we do is we work with our families to build a comprehensive retirement plan. There are a, a number of components or principles to that plan that we focus on. And that's where our expertise lies. So we're going to talk to our families about their lifestyle plan. We're going to help you develop that income plan. We're going to help you manage the investment plan. We're doing the tax planning, which is a, it's just a huge part. It's, there's a ton of opportunity within your tax planning part of your plan. Uh, we're going to be talking to you about your legacy planning. And then we're going to be helping you with your health care and long-term care planning. But Sean, if I come to you and I say, I've got you know, a 401k through work and I've got, let's just throw some numbers out, $500,000 in there. And we got some life insurance, you know, when the kids were born and, uh, well, well, oh, there was an advisor one time that said we need to get an IRA. I've got a retirement plan. Look at this, Sean. I've got X amount and, and we're ready to roll, aren't we? Yeah. You know, we hear that a lot. It makes me think about how often have we talked about the junk drawer of retirement. You've accumulated all these different accounts. You've done different things. You've accumulated the life insurance and, and played some of the insurance part of your life. And, but you've, you've gone on the off offensive too and saved in, in different ways through employer plans. So we, I, yeah, we, we see that a lot where you've gone through that accumulation stage of life. Um, you have a relationship. Maybe you, maybe you have a relationship. Maybe you've chosen to use a financial advisor in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, and you feel like maybe you are doing the right things. But there are vast differences between the accumulation stage of life and the pre-retirement or retirement stage of life. We often see that in that accumulation stage of life, it's a lot more transaction-based. You know, you're, you've got an opportunity, you've got a decision right in front of you to make, and then you make a decision and you take action on it. When it comes to having a retirement plan, 
Um, I think everybody out there probably only wants to retire once. I know I do. You Me guys too. know different mm-hmm. plans there. So you want to retire only once and you want to get it right. So there's a lot of different components and thoughts that you're going to have to make decisions on. And, and some of these decisions maybe are one time, when to elect Social Security, you know, when to actually retire. But then there's going to be a lot of decisions that you need to continue to make year after year. And that is one of the big goals and objectives of having a plan. You know, the, the objective, the plan is there. It's meant to help provide you information so that you can make smart, informed decisions both in that pre-retirement stage of life and then throughout your retirement journey. Okay, so let's say I like the idea. I like this tax planning thing. I want you to help me with Social Security. I mean, we haven't even talked about uh, long-term care, and we've got a Medicare specialist on our team. And I'm like, yes, Sean, this sounds really good. I like all of this. What happens next? I've already got all these accounts with someone else. My money is is maybe in a 401k. How do we start working together? Yeah, that's great because we, we, you know, we're very process driven with what we do, and we're very much process driven with how we go about meeting individuals, and then getting to a point of deciding whether or not we want to work together. And what's great about just the process and the interaction is that we only continue through our process if both sides say yes. You know, you think about the joke. Some people feel like they they don't get to leave their financial advisor's office until they sign something. You know, that's just not how we operate. You know, we want to get to know each other and make sure that we want to know that as an individual or as a family, you need to be looking for what we do. You know, I joke all the time about while you're at your dentist appointment, you don't ask him to check out your eyes. You know, that's not what they do. They're different professionals, both doctors, but they do different things. So as we first meet individuals, you know, a lot of times we might be starting with a phone call, but we might be starting with that in-person visit as that first visit. And the goal there is just to connect. Let's get to know each other. Let's find out what problems and concerns you're facing, what you, what you have. You're going to want to get an opportunity to learn more about us. And then as we get to know each other, we can make that decision. Do we continue talking? Do we continue visiting? And do we continue through our process? And oftentimes there's a, you know, if we choose to have that second visit, then that's where we just analyze. We get to know each other even further. You know, let's take a look at what your picture looks like. Let's show you what your initial plan looks like. And even bigger than that, let's give you a better understanding of what having a retirement plan means. Make sure you understand how we operate, how we do what we do, what your experience is going to be like, what your expectations of us should be. So that we can get to a point where now through a few touch points, you know, two, sometimes maybe three touch points, we get to a point of, all right, let's make a decision. Do we want to work together or not? And yes or no is okay. You know, we know we're not suited and and set up to be the right fit for everybody. We're not trying to work with everybody. We want to make sure that's a fit for both sides. And a really important part of the process, Emerical Retirement Planning is transparency. People want to know where their money's going and how they can access it. Yeah, the transparency part is huge. You just think about our industry. It doesn't have maybe the greatest reputation with that. I mean, people, again, we hear a lot from our families that, well, we ended up doing this and we didn't really understand it. And and now we are, we didn't, we weren't sure why we did it. So, you know, going back to the process, we're going to spend time together getting to know each other. And part of our talk, we, I use that word all the time is we want it to be completely transparent. We don't want to get to the point of working together. If the individual or family that we're going to work with together doesn't have a complete and full transparent understanding of what that relationship looks like. So, you know, knowing that I see all the time, it's, it's our job to be the professional and, and bring that information to the table, be that expert. It's always your job as the individual or family to make the decisions. This is your money, your plan, 
We're simply here to help you along the way. And you very much, you know, it's, it's always a good reminder. The individuals hire us. We're here to work for them. We're here to service them. So it's, it's imperative that they do feel like there's complete transparency and, and through the interactions, through the touch points we have, we very much want to have candid, open conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about how you're compensated then. Yeah, great question. It's important to know how we get compensated in, in another transparent conversation we want to have. So we are fee-based. We're independent fiduciaries. And what that means is, and that's pretty standard in the industry. So we charge a percentage of the assets that we manage. And, and it's along the lines of being transparent, I think it's great to know. So when you're choosing to work with a professional, there are two components to your investment cost. One, you're paying for that advisor relationship. So there's a, there's a piece there where you're paying to have that relationship as your retirement planner, you're paying us to do a lot of work and manage your overall plan. And then throughout your life, anytime you are investing your, the second piece is also, you always have the investment cost. So that's where there is not always that complete transparency. So um, the way we're structured is we know the different investments we use that our investment cost for the actual investments is very transparent. We know that there's a cap on it. It can only be that or less. So we're not using any investments that have the hidden fees. We're not using any investments that have the upfront, you know, sales charges or deferred sales charges on the back end. And what what one big opportunity that you have is is when you potentially look at working with a retirement planner, you can be more transparent and have a more un, better understanding of your investment cost. You know, as you work through that accumulation stage of life, you're saving in your 401k, predominantly those plans have mutual funds. And the mutual funds are an example of an investment vehicle that has hidden fees and they're not very transparent. And another question you get a lot is about how people access their money. Yeah, it goes back to that experience. So this is a new stage of life for you. You've been working for a long time. You've had that paycheck. You know what your income plan looks like. But now you make that decision to retire. The paycheck goes away and you've got all this pile of money that you've saved, but you've never had to take distributions from it. And, you know, if you have IRAs, if you have pre-tax money, post-tax money, the important part is that we do all that for our families that we work with. So we're going to open up and establish the accounts that are needed to build and manage your retirement plan. We're going to help you develop that income plan so that you continue to feel like you still have a paycheck. That's often a goal for a lot of people. They still want to get X amount of dollars on the first of every month and know that they can go live their lifestyle and spend there, whether it's $4,000 a month, $6,000 a month, whatever it is. So we're going to set all that up for you. We're going to be doing it in a tax-efficient manner. We're going to be able to send that money right to your checking account so that you can continue to live your life. Your job is to go enjoy retirement. Our job is to help you do that in the most efficient manner along the way. And I think it's important to note that that amount that you need per month changes with the different phases of retirement. And don't be scared to want to change your amount based on on how your lifestyle changes. Not uncommon that there is an emotional hurdle. People are used to these accounts building throughout their life. And now to see, to start taking money out and to potentially see their savings balances come down a little bit, that can be a big step to take for people. But yeah, this is why you've saved and worked hard for 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, this is what you want to now have those golden years and enjoy retirement. So no, there, there is that emotional side of retiring. There's the financial side of retiring and feeling comfortable and confident to take those distributions and going and spending X amount every month, if not more, you know, take the vacations, spoil the grandkids at Christmas and birthdays. You know, we're here to help you along with that and, and make sure you feel good about what you're doing. So somebody listening might benefit from a couple of tools to figure out 
if the person they're working with right now is really the best person to get them to and through retirement, let's cut right to like two or three questions maybe they could ask the person that's helping them right now or how they could discern that. Yeah, one way to look at that, and, and some people choose to use that advisor in their 20s, 30s, 40s, some maybe don't. Maybe they're going to consider working with a retirement planner. That's the first time they might use somebody. But if you have a relationship now, I think one way to look at it is just who do you interact with? Are you just interacting with that one individual or is there a team? Is there a firm? We know that with everything we do for our families, we have 16 awesome team members here at the firm. Every single person has a role and a part in providing the services of what we do to our families. So our families work with Merkel Retirement Planning. They're not working with just Lauren or Haley or Anna Marie or myself. If something were to happen to us, they're still fine. They've still got their plan. They've still got a team that's going to help them out. So sometimes you can often tell that, hey, you just have a relationship with maybe an accumulation advisor because that's the only person you've ever met. And they don't, they can't possibly have the expertise that an entire team brings to the table. And you, know, you mentioned, you know, Anna Marie is our director of Medicare and healthcare. You know, that's a complex enough part of a retirement plan that we've got a, a separate individual that that's her focus and her expertise. And another topic to assess to me is the tax planning part. It's such an important part of the plan. It's there's so much great opportunity, especially in the current tax environment with tax rates being low to be efficient with your savings. We, we see all the time. It's not about what you have saved in total. It's about what you get to keep and what you get to spend. And if your current relationship isn't talking to you about taxes, isn't help, you know, isn't able to do the tax analysis, then that's where you've got to look at it and say, hey, if, if they're not set up to be able to provide that expertise and, and be that resource for you, then uh, you've got to make sure you understand what do you, what's the relationship, what are you getting out of it, and are they the right person to help you into that next stage of life? We know that your retirement is specific to you. Here is a great opportunity to talk directly with a retirement planner, maybe about taxes, maybe about your current advisor and what that person is or is not doing for you. It is a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can schedule yours right now by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. You go directly to the calendar of the retirement planners here at Merkle Retirement Planning and schedule your 15-minute retirement checkup call today. We are talking about the most frequently asked questions here at Merkel Retirement Planning. And Sean, people in life sometimes want to know how they stack up. I mean, I go back to my FAQ at the beginning. I remember in my old bar life, that was a oh, long time ago. Yeah, I know this. Tell us more. Yeah, yeah, my old bar life, literally guys would come up to me and like stand next to me and then they'd kind of be on their tiptoes and they kind of, everybody wants to know how they stack up. You know, I think from across the bar, they're like, she looks tall. And then they'd get closer to see like, oh, and then for some reason, if I have heels on or not, that's a big deal to people. I'm like, well, it's really only another inch. I'm tall either way. But again, this is, I, I, I digress. People want to know how they stack up. And it's no different when it comes to retirement planning. People will say to you, Sean, what we have saved, how does it stack up against the average person? Yeah, the old average question. Usually it results in a little bit of a chuckle because it's uh, it's such a challenging question to answer because there really is no average. It, it, everybody's plan is unique, and that's what's awesome about what we do is that you're getting a customized plan. Um, you shouldn't care about average when it comes to retiring one time and getting it right. You really only care about one plan, your plan. And we, we do hear a lot of these rules of thumb, and we hear about the averages, you know, is a million enough? And um, you know, take 4% out every year and it's going to be fine or a hundred minus your age. So those are great, but those are intended to be just general topics and kind of an average statement. 
So as we work with our families to build that customized plan, we're very much looking at your specific situation. And yeah, you get the question of, yeah, how do we compare to average? And we've got X saved. And, and that's the thing that that's the measurable part that's so easy to know exactly what you have is your total retirement savings. What do you have in your IRAs and 401ks? That, that's what's tough about that because you can tell that's exactly what we have and they want to know how that compares to average. But the other components of the plan is your social security is not going to be the same as anybody else's, whether or not you have a pension, um, what you're spending every month is such a big factor into, is it average or how are you secure? So you've got, you have to factor in all those moving pieces and have that customized plan and make sure that you feel good about your plan and you aren't just average. You don't want to be average in retirement. I don't think so, All right, we Nobody don't. wants to be average in general. We all want to be above average. Yeah, so we want to be average plus. So <laughs> that's that's our job is to help you maximize what you have. We can't change what you have saved in total, but we can help you maximize it and get the most out of what you do have saved. Yeah, and you've seen it, Sean. You've worked with people that have worked hard to save millions of dollars and people who have saved a lot less than a million dollars, but they all can come out happy in retirement. And one big factor is not necessarily, again, that number. So let's say you got a million or you think, you know, you're again, you haven't talked about social security or your pension yet, but you got a million somewhere, let's say in your IRA. Well, what if that all has to be taxed when you take it out as income? That million isn't quite as much money as you thought it was. That's where the picture and the totals can look drastically different. So there's the tax part of it. You know, a dollar saved in a Roth account is much different than a dollar saved in a pre-tax account. And electing Social Security, which is part of the income plan, you know, that can look drastically different. You can elect anywhere in an eight-year window from the age of 62 out to 70. And or, or some combination strategy if you're a couple. So, uh, you know, identifying and building that income plan, having a guaranteed level of income, that's a, a critically important part to your plan. And then knowing, yeah, what are you spending every month? And we see a wide range there. You know, we, we work with individuals that, are, that live a very simple life, no debt. You know, we, we see maybe a monthly expense as low as maybe $3,000. And that's the retirement plan. But then on the other end, you know, a couple that has saved well and enjoys traveling and high-end things that we maybe all the way up to $15,000 a sure. month. And that's a wide range. And that requires a exponentially different level of total savings in order for you to feel comfortable that you have enough saved. Let's go back to Social Security because I really think the power of what a retirement planner can do is help you maximize that. And it can be overlooked. I know I've heard Lauren say, depending again on your situation, Social Security decision could add a million dollars to a portfolio. Yeah, it's not uncommon to see a total or receive a total of more than a million dollars from a couple with two, you know, decent Social Security benefit amounts. So it's important to get that right. And, you know, we, we hear a lot of different misconceptions and rules. People have different beliefs of Social Security. And if you ask three people, you're probably going to get three different opinions. And, uh, you know, having this with, with what we are, having the overall plan, we're going to help you look at your overall plan to make that Social Security decision. We don't want to just go out there and make isolated decisions. We can go out and just say, all right, let's do this with Social Security. But if we're factoring in the tax component, we're factoring in your pensions, your total savings, your health history, you know, how, how old are you today? How long do you think you might live? We can take all that information in and help you make a Social Security election decision that you feel more confident and you feel better about so that, just like you said, Molly, we try to maximize that benefit. And without knowing exactly how long you live, nobody can tell you exactly what month to elect it, but if you factor in the other components of your plan, you're going to feel confident about the decision that you do make. 
A married couple can have up to 81 options when it comes to electing Social Security. So this is not a decision to take lightly. Sean, you brought an example that kind of shows us in numbers the power of electing Social Security with a retirement planner. Yeah, we've, for John and Sue, this is an example that we looked at. So John and Sue, so that we mentioned before about having that eight-year window to elect Social Security. So at age 62, if John and Sue choose to elect at their earliest age, they're going to be eligible for a combined monthly benefit of around $3,400. Their alternative is if their full retirement age is 67, which it is for John and Sue, if they wait till 67, that monthly benefit is going to be just over $5,100. So it went from 34 to 51, about a 50% increase in their monthly benefit. And then the far end is age 70. If John and Sue waited until age 70 to elect their benefits, they're going to receive a little over $6,500 per month. So about a 90% increase from their earliest age 62 benefit. But that, that alone doesn't just tell you that obviously you want the highest number because you've got, you have to factor in time. If you elected at 62 versus 70, that's eight more years of receiving that benefit. And that's where you want to do the analysis and say, well, you can't get that time back. And you're still, you're, you're already, you would have already been receiving benefits for eight years. So you need to factor in that, you know, that time lost of not receiving that benefit. So, but again, getting all that information is the biggest part. Understand social security, understand your different options. You don't want to miss by not understanding the tax impacts of social security. You know, that's where some of the, if you look at the taxes and your other, how the rest of your plan looks, that might drive you to not elect at 62. Maybe you wait till 65, 67. So get all that information so that you can make the decision that you guys feel is best for your plan. And do you find most commonly that one spouse will elect first and the other will kind of wait till 70? Or is that just too general to, to say that? Yeah, I would I would say probably too general. We, do, we just don't know. You know, there are times where somebody elects at 62 just because of their situation. And, and then the, the spouse might wait till, you know, full retirement age age or all the way to 70. We see it just all over the board. You know, there is no standard rules of thumb that you can follow when it comes to electing Social Security. And the nice thing is, I've heard you talk about this, you'll run kind of an analysis for people that shows you if we elect at 62, here's what it looks like, again, with the all the other moving pieces. And if we elect at 70, here's what it's going to look like. And then here's when RMDs kick in. So we've got RMDs and we've got social security altogether. And then here's what adjusted taxes. I mean, you run these scenarios for people so that they can make the decision based on the different scenarios. It sounds like you're saying there's a lot that we need to be aware of and maybe factor <laughs> in when it comes to building a plan. Well, and I just kind of repeat some things I hear the ret retirement <laughs> planners saying and kind of hope they, they make sense. And then you just you tell people what they really mean. <laughs> so, great point. The technology we use is such an important part of what we do. So it goes back to your the experience we mentioned. You know, what's your experience going to be? Understanding the technology we use, how we use it, is is very valuable. We can't replicate that. You know, just by having that all in our in our inside our heads. So you know, running a social security timer report, you know, based on your specific situation and, and ages and the rest of your plan, you know, we can use some technology to tell us, hey, this would be one recommended strategy that might maximize your social security um, versus here's what it looks like if we make some other decisions. And then we can say, all right, there's a $50,000 difference based on these different options. Is $50,000 enough to cause you to want to wait you know, a year or three years to elect Social Security, it may or may not. And then understand that if you have other income sources that maybe we can turn on during that time frame or that maybe you're going to have in the future, um, that can be a part of that decision as well. 
our final FAQ for the day. Drum roll, Rochelle. It is about Roth conversions, something you get questions about a lot, Sean. The Roth topic comes up a lot. And as simple as, well, what is the Roth? What kind of investment is that? What kind of return is that? And again, that comes back to that's something we're so used to dealing with, but not everybody is. So the Roth itself Wait, is... no one is. That if no one are not a financial... Do you have any friends talk a lot about Roth conversions? Or no. Me and mine, yeah. No. 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 It, do, it does not come up at happy hour. This. Sean lives it, so he kind of forgets <laughs> that the rest of us are like, huh? Questions about Roth didn't come up back in your bar days? Yeah, my bar days. Good. <laughs> back to my bar days. I'd love to tell some more bar stories, but I think we got to get to Roth conversions. <laughs> So the biggest part to know about Roths is that's the type, that's a type of account or it's the type of retirement savings that you have. It's really either pre-tax or Roth when it comes to putting money within an IRA or in a 401k. So traditional or pre-tax is you, you're still going to be taxed on all of that. The Roth means it's completely tax-free. You've already paid taxes on your contributions that you put into the account. And as they grow, you never owe another penny of taxes on that. So it's a very tax advantaged type of way to save. So when it comes to doing Roth conversions, you've heard me mention a couple times today about how, how important and how big of an opportunity there is within the tax planning part of your retirement plan. And in a simple way, what a Roth conversion is, is that you take some of your pre-tax or traditional retirement savings you convert it over to a Roth IRA or Roth 401k, basically any Roth vehicle. And that amount that you convert is considered income for that year. So what you're doing with the Roth conversion is you're intentionally deciding to show more income for that year if it makes sense within your tax plan for the year. So if you're at a marginal tax rate that you feel is favorable or is a good deal, then that's where you want to consider or evaluate and understand the impact of a Roth conversion and consider whether or not it makes sense for your plan for that year. We know right now tax rates are historically low. They're in our favor. And we don't think they're probably going any lower. Most people feel like they're either going to stay or if they go in any direction, they're certainly going to go up. So if you're going to pay income tax at, at a rate in high, that's higher in the future, you're going to wish you could have gone back and paid at a lower rate. So that's where we're looking at with our looking at the plans for our families. Every year, we're making some of those decisions. We're going to help you understand what the tax picture looks like for your current year and give you the information you need so that you can make a decision on, do you want to do a Roth conversion for this year, yes or no? We're going to be looking at it again next year. And as tax law changes, that as tax laws change, then we have more information to use and we're going to be, do the analysis and, and that might lead us to a different decision in a subsequent year. And I heard you say convert in a Roth 401k. That just happens inside the 401k. So if you have money in your 401k that's not in the Roth, you can convert within your 401k into Roth? That's becoming a little more common. So there is that feature. It's just about how the employer, if they've chosen to put that feature within their plan. So some 401k plans allow for in-plan Roth conversions. Um, not, I would still say it's not the predominant way. It's not as common, but we're starting to see it a little more. And that's, that, that brings up a great point of, you know, as you save in your 401k plans, we often talk about the, why you want to celebrate age 59 and a half is that oftentimes that's when you can sweep money out of your 401k. You can get control of that money. So if your 401k plan isn't set up to allow you to do in-plan Roth conversions, if you're at least 59 and a half, you can have, you may have the opportunity to move that money out to an IRA. Once it's out in an IRA, then there's no limit. That's where you can convert at any given time. There is no, there's no 
the, the plan isn't set up such that you would not be able to do a Roth. So having the plan, using a retirement planner to help you make that decision, now you're in full control of your money. And if you already have some money in an IRA, you know, outside of your 401k, and you like the investments that you've chosen, you can keep those same investments when you make that Roth conversion. The Roth is not the type of investment. So yeah, great point. So you can own the same investments, whether you're in a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. And even when it comes to doing the conversion, we can actually just pick up the exact investments you own in your traditional IRA and they can convert and move over in kind to your Roth IRA. So it really has nothing to do with the type of investments and the growth or the return. It's simply a tax difference. And there is a limit on how much money I can do this with each year. Not for conversions. There's okay. not. So the contributions, a great question that we get a lot. The contributions are limited, you know, whether you're in a 401k or an IRA, but from a conversion standpoint, there is no limit. You just want to have a plan behind your conversions. You want to be intentional about the amount that you choose to convert. And that's where, you know, that's part of our role. That's where we come in and we help you identify a specific amount that maybe stays within a certain tax bracket so that you're efficient and effective with your Roth conversion decisions. All right, uh, Rochelle, I think Sean, he passed. I think he passed too. All right, Lauren, we'll let you know. Maybe you'll hear it first here on this podcast, but Sean is officially doing well on the podcast. I guess we'll see for sure. We'll see who's here next week. So that'll really tell you how they feel about me. And the thing about these FAQs is there are more. This was just, you know, four or five of the things that the retirement planners said, yeah, these have really been coming in a lot lately. Maybe there's something else on your mind. Here's an opportunity to talk directly with a retirement planner. Go to MerkleRetire.com, that's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com, and you can schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call today and talk about what's on your mind. Or we'll talk about what's on your mind on this podcast, It's Retiring Today. We invite you to subscribe and tell a friend. Thanks for listening. Merkel Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. And a really important part of the process at Mater... Maternal, maternity, maternity, maternal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> We've we found a new business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby center over there.